Welcome to the Anything Glows podcast. I'm your host, Brittany, a wellness enthusiast, yoga teacher, and illustrator currently living near Joshua Tree, California. I'm also the founder of Sage Glow Studio, where I help women develop intuition-led wellness through movement, meditation, breathwork, and cycle syncing. On this podcast, we'll be exploring how to live a life that feels nourished, embodied, expansive, and rooted in your feminine nature. But we'll also address the juicy, big picture questions like, what is the purpose of true wellness? Thanks for joining me on this journey. Now let's dive in. If you've spent any time scrolling through Instagram or TikTok lately, you've probably come across videos talking about the vagus nerve. I've noticed it, my best friends noticed it, and she requested it to be a topic here on the podcast. So grab your matcha and let's chat about the vagus nerve and how to support it through yoga. Okay, but first, what is it? Its name, vagus, means fugitive or wanderer in Latin, and it really does live up to that. It's the longest cranial nerve exiting the brain at the brainstem and traveling down the left and right side of the spine and through your neck, chest, heart, lungs, and digestive tract. So you know how people talk about the gut-brain connection? This is it. Branches of the vagus nerve also run through the internal ear canals, the larynx, liver, pancreas, adrenal gland, and even the uterus. When functioning and aligned, the vagus nerve is truly doing the most. It's the communication pathway for the brain to talk to the organs and the organs to talk to the brain. According to a 2012 clinical science article, it's proposed that proper vagus function reduces the likelihood of major diseases, which stem from three main risk factors, oxidative stress and DNA damage, inflammation, and heightened sympathetic nervous system response, aka stress. More on that in a second. The vagus nerve is responsible for numerous functions in the body, including conscious perception, vision, swallowing, respiration, blood pressure, and heart rate. Everything about digestion, including absorption, feeling full, and more. It's also the main nerve for your parasympathetic nervous system, carrying 75% of the parasympathetic fibers. Now, as a refresher, the parasympathetic nervous system, or PNS, controls our rest and digest responses, where the sympathetic nervous system, or SNS, controls our fight or flight responses. The PNS keeps the SNS in check, so to speak, but when the PNS gets overwhelmed, those feelings of stress, anxiety, fear, grief, and trauma can get trapped in the organs. This can explain why there are so many physiological trauma responses that one can experience, like feeling nauseous, dizzy, heart racing, numbness, constriction in the throat, and why someone might become detached from their gut instincts while going through trauma. I'll share a personal example here. In the fall of 2021, I had a miscarriage at eight weeks. After a DNC procedure, I started getting this pain right in the middle of my sternum. At first, it was just annoying, then it became difficult to swallow food and even water. 
I thought it had something to do with the procedure, but I also knew from a yogic perspective that grief can get trapped in the heart center. I had been wanting to see the acupuncturist here in Joshua Tree for a while, and this was my final push to make an appointment. She confirmed the heart and grief connection from her background in traditional Chinese and Japanese medicine and treated that area with a few needles. The pain immediately decreased. After the appointment, I went home and I had this epiphany that even though the pregnancy was a surprise, I was still experiencing loss and grief. And the DNC triggered it because it was the finale. It meant that everything was officially over and my body reacted before my brain could even process it. I had a good cry and like a light switch turning off, the pain in my sternum was now completely gone. Besides stagnation of stress and trauma in the body, other issues that can arise when the vagus nerve is not functioning properly include panic attacks, heart palpitations, digestive issues, migraines and cluster headaches, chronic cough, hiccups, totally random, thyroid issues, tinnitus, dizziness, heartburn, neck pain, and even exercise aversion. I found that last one so interesting, but it makes so much sense. If your body is already in a state of fight or flight, exercise, which raises your heart rate, would of course feel like torture. But when the vagus nerve is functioning properly, it creates a calm and relaxed body state by balancing that sympathetic nervous system. It also aids in vision focus, lowers the blood pressure, increases bile, insulin, digestive secretions, and enzymes. It keeps your immune system working properly, controls heart rate variability, and more. Basically, the vagus nerve helps you stay alive and chill out. Which is why it's such a trending topic. We don't even need to discuss how we're all overly stressed and what that's doing for our health and hormones. So let's spend our time learning how yoga can improve vagal tone or vagus nerve activity for more harmony and ease in the body. Since we know that the vagus nerve runs through and is responsible for activity in the lungs, one way to support it is with pranayama or breath work. Just as the vagus nerve impacts respiration, respiration has a direct impact on the activity of the vagus nerve. According to a study done in 2015, the vagus nerve is less active during inhalation and more active during exhalation and when breathing slowly and steadily. This is why certain pranayama styles bring about such a feeling of calm and centeredness. Two that I love specifically for this are Ujjayi and Anulama Viloma, or alternate nostril breath. To practice Ujjayi breath, you'll slowly and deeply inhale and exhale through the nose, allowing the back of your tongue to come up a bit at the back of your throat slash soft palate, so it's slightly constricting the airflow. You know you're doing it correctly when your breath makes that soft ocean wave or breathy snoring sound, and you can feel a concentration of air at the back of the roof of your mouth. To practice Anuloma Viloma, you'll alternate slowly inhaling and exhaling through each nostril. So you'd inhale through the left while closing the right, 
Exhale out of the right while closing the left. Then go backwards. Inhale through the right while closing the left. Then exhale out of the left while closing the right. I've demonstrated both of these on Instagram, so I'll leave links to those posts in the show notes. Related to breath, there are certain bandhas or binds in yoga. The Jalandhara bandha involves dropping the chin to the chest to create a seal in the back of the throat. Not only will this naturally engage ujjayi breath, but also activate the vagus nerve and parasympathetic nervous system, allowing the body's processes to slow down and create a sense of calm. You can also activate the vagus nerve through singing and humming, which stimulates the muscles of the throat, or through meditation, which helps to reduce blood pressure, cortisol, and heart rate, and improve mood and emotional regulation. Now, let's talk about specific asanas or yoga poses that stimulate the vagus nerve. You can do poses that open up the front of the body, the throat, heart, lungs, and belly, like bridge, fish, or camel. Poses like shoulder stand and plow naturally create jalandhara bandha and directly stimulate the vagus nerve where it runs through the neck. I'd also recommend cat and cow, which is basically one of the best yoga sequences, in my opinion, for like a hundred reasons. And then focus on the cow portion and really open up the throat. Rocking or spiral movements activate the vagus nerve, so you can try the move rolling like a ball or any type of yogic twists. Tightness in the neck can negatively affect the vagus nerve, so to keep that loose, try dropping your ear to your shoulder, keeping the gaze both straight for a few breaths, and then rotating the head to bring the gaze down on that same side for a few breaths. And while we're talking about the physical, I want to mention that good posture is good for the vagus nerve. Because it exits from the brainstem wandering down the neck and beyond, it wants the spine to be in alignment with that natural soft curvature. The goal is to keep length in the neck with the crown of your head lifting towards the sky and the shoulders balanced atop the torso. Now imagine this alternate chain of events. As we slouch, the shoulders round and the skull juts forward and down, creating tension and kinks in the vagus nerve and surrounding muscles, fascia, and other nerves. This tension has the potential to keep the vagus nerve from working optimally. And I can personally attest to this. If I'm feeling a full-on anxiety attack coming on, sometimes without even realizing, I'll check and correct my posture and often give myself a little neck massage. And then that anxious state will pass. I've done this automatically because it just feels comforting without even thinking about the vagus nerve connection until right now. So try that posture check slash neck massage as an anxiety SOS and then incorporate core and back body strengthening into your movements to encourage long-term posture improvement. In fact, I want to leave you with a simple practice that hits all of these things we've just discussed, rolled into one powerhouse of a move. Okay, stand with your feet hip width apart and your spine tall and long, crown reaching up. Clasp your hands behind your back, roll the shoulders back and down, and engage the core. 
Now, drop the chin towards the chest to engage that Jalandhara Bandha in Ujjayi breath. Hold this pose for 5 to 10 breaths, really settling into the present moment, focusing on your body and breath. End with 5 more breaths where you hum on the exhale and then release. This is going to make your vagus nerve so happy. It will open up the front body from the heart to the lungs to the belly. It's going to help with your posture. The bind breath and vocalization will stimulate the vagus nerve and the mindfulness will help to slow the heart rate and bring you into a state of relaxation. You can do this anytime throughout your day. You don't have to be in yoga clothes and you can even modify it by doing it seated. The topic of the vagus nerve might have seemed like just another trendy social media buzzword, but we've just covered why it's actually so important. Hopefully, you're walking away from today's episode with some new knowledge, empowering you to have even more control over your well-being and inner peace. Thanks for listening to the Anything Glows podcast. Let's keep the conversation going on social at the Anything Glows podcast in SageGo Studio. If today's episode served you, please share it with a friend and give the show a review. Your support, downloads, subscriptions, and feedback mean the world to me. Take care of your mind, body, and soul, and I will see you next time.